0: Good morning to you and welcome along to the gardening programme here on Midwest Radio on the sunny Saturday morning with the blind Hafta <laughs> in the studio and Porek Corkin uh, with a mixture of geraniums and rhubarb Barb, yeah, this morning well, in, in the studio. What a mix. <laughs> what a mix.
1: Well, like I said to you this morning, I normally give flowers to, to ladies, but I said I'd bring you a bunch of, of uh, rhubarb in this morning. It's the, the first garden.
0: time a gentleman has ever there given go, me a bunch of rhubarb.
1: Well, I was out in the garden this morning I said, look, it's the rhubarb, has actually done very well over the last uh, couple of weeks that the uh, the growth has been good and it's loved the amount of moisture that's in the ground at the moment. And of course, that rhubarb, I give it a dressing of um, the Pro 6, the Osmo Pro 6 a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. And it, I was just amazed how quickly... Uh, it grew over the, just over the last two weeks. But you were telling me your your own mother.
0: Well, yes, actually. Now, the I've rhubarb we had last night, and I better give everybody their due credit here, uh, I was uh, in my mother's for dinner, which is a bit of a Friday evening tradition in our house. And uh, there was rhubarb crumble Lovely. for a post-dinner post treat, uh, which was homemade. Now, the rhubarb, I think, actually came from her friend Mary McDermott's garden. I better give that a plug. Um, but it was absolutely delicious. Admittedly, there was no shortage of butter and sugar in the crumble side of things. It helps, it
1: helps.
0: (laughs) Which made it very caramelised, but it was absolutely, the whole thing was yummy, yummy, yummy. Well, we're certainly
1: coming into that time of year. And this particular variety, that's one called Timberley. Early because I know. Oh, a lot
0: okay, that's the one we we that's we, we, we mentioned that occasionally okay yeah, on the program. that's programme.
1: the real early variety. Now, it, funny enough, it's actually late this year. It's it's about a month late. Normally at the end of March, you, you'd be mm. it would be at that size ready for picking. So if if listeners want to put rhubarb in the garden, then the one to get is Timberly Early. Uh, plant it now, feed it well. Don't pick it for this season, and then next March is the time to start picking your first pickings of it. So it's a nice early variety and, and hopefully it's a, a signal of uh, the growth that's that's yet to come.
0: Yeah, it, that looks fabulous. Uh, that's from your own garden, por I guess. garden it? pull this yeah. morning. Okay, pull no, I'm morning. sorry, I wasn't in any got? doubt at all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do doubt me. I also brought you geranium. Yes. Because... Um, one of the initiatives we, we've, we're have running over this weekend and it's only for this weekend this Saturday and Sunday um, as, you, as you've seen all over the media farmers are having a really tough oh, yeah, time
0: definitely it's, it's difficult <clears> at the
1: moment but, but also in our industry the growers the Irish growers of bedding plants and of plants in general are really having a tough time because the garden season has been so late hmm. so they're sitting with a, a huge amount of uh, produce just sitting there in full colour uh, and no demand for it because people just haven't been gardening over the last couple of weeks so one of the initiatives We've decided to do in Hawkins, yep. supporting the Irish growers. We've Good. bought a thousand of these Emily geraniums. So it's a new <coughs> variety of geranium. It's quite short. You can see it in height. I actually planted it on uh, TV3 on Thursday morning. Uh-huh. Um, so if people want to actually see it, if you go on to the Ireland AM. Uh, podcast or videocast you'd be able to replay the programme I planted up a bed of these geraniums they're a really nice variety called Emily it's quite a short variety it's only about 8 inches in height yeah. it's very bushy and already you can see there's quite amount of flower yes. starting but lots to come so it's, a, it's an Irish variety one called Emily um, grown by an Irish producer and uh, to help them out this, this, this uh, week we've decided to buy 1,000 of these plants and give them away free
0: wow so, so they're available
1: he- in the garden centre in Turlock in Castlebar, in Westport, in Galway, in Ordenborough, in Galway. Um, and we're giving a 1,000 of the plants away today and tomorrow. First come, first served. I have okay. Only 1,000 plants to give right. away. And uh, so if listeners are listening, they're in the Castlebar area or Westport area or the Galway area, drop into the garden centre, ask for an Emily geranium plant, Emily. Right. And um, we're giving those away just as a support. And really, I suppose, it's encouraging people to, to think, get back into yeah. the gardening and yeah. to think of the Irish growers because they are you no know, more than the farmers, um, they are in
0: um, everybody's. Everybody they're
1: really suffering at yeah. this time of year. And I
0: suppose uh, the farming is probably you know the first port of call yeah. with regards to because it is such a an integral industry. Uh, maybe the growing side of it is more of a secondary industry. So to a certain degree, absolutely. in terms of people's spending power, yeah, I suppose. It's dis- um, so it's very important that everybody is sustained throughout S-
1: and support the Irish yeah. Irish growers. And, and I suppose that's the in- initiative we decided to do this this week. So it's a small token. Um, it's a beautiful plant. It is. and I it
0: Reminds me of my granny's house now. I know they these are a newer variety, but yeah. it reminds me of my granny's house years and years ago. Uh, when and she used to always have red geraniums, yeah, it is in that the, scarlet on the windowsill, red, it? and yeah, and it, they're very like those, not yeah. perhaps as tall, but yeah, um, they have a, not a lot of, of flowers on each stalk, uh, so and when they, they, they come out, they leaf, yeah. leaf color as well, yeah. very
1: compact variety, yeah lovely in pots and containers, window boxes um, and certainly once the frost goes you can plant it out of doors as well and it will flower right through till September, October. You treat it like, like a normal geranium, you can take cuttings in the autumn, Overwinter it if you want, bring it back in on the windowsill for the winter. So there's a thousand of those to give away in Galway, in a Galway store, yep. in a Westport store, and in a Castlebar so, store today and tomorrow. Um, it's a first come, first Observed. served, so as, and one plant to each person. Okay. Um, so it's look at it's a little token for, yeah. and it's really supporting.
0: And maybe if people are getting uh, a free plant, which is a lovely initiative, then maybe they might also be in a position to support uh, the growers themselves well, in, a, are, in a small exactly. way, in, alongside it. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and
1: that's yeah. that's that's what we. To, to feel so, so the other thing we did this you're week, we're doing
0: some hanging baskets. We are, are indeed, we have yeah. a very
1: busy weekend uh, today and tomorrow. So, in our store, in uh, again, in all the stores, but particularly in Turlock, we start our hanging basket talk at 12 o'clock today. Mm. So, again, if you're around the Castle Bar area, you want to learn how to do up your hanging baskets, window box, and containers, what plants to use, what compost to use, the hints and tips of getting the secrets to, to really good hanging baskets and adding color to your containers, then pop into the garden center at 12 o'clock. And again, at three o'clock today, we'll have uh, talks going on and also on Sunday at uh, 2 o'clock and also at 4 o'clock. So that's Saturday and Sunday um, talks in the Turlock Center Great. there in Castle Bar. Um, so pop in if you're if you're interested in, in hanging baskets right. and containers. That and could be, uh,
0: particularly if you're doing a couple of them and you want to maximise the life of them and the colour and the abundance. Exactly. Uh, we'll show you what
1: fertilisers right. to use, what compost. And also just a couple of tips on maybe, you know, other plants that you could use in hanging baskets. Some fruit you can use in hanging baskets. Things like tumbler, tomatoes and so on. So it'll be a a variety of different plants. So many
0: people plant fruit herb, and like like tomatoes with their hanging well, baskets. They,
1: they do, well, there's a particular variety called tumbler. Yeah. And as the name suggests, it tumbles out of the out of baskets. So right. It's, and so it's it,
0: almost decorative.
1: It's very decorative, but it's also, it produces a very good crop mm. of tomatoes. Um, and it's unusual to see a, a basket yeah, well, of t- yes. tomatoes hanging <laughs> up uh, on your balcony or, or out in a sunny part of the garden because they will grow out of doors. So, yeah. yeah, tumbler is a really good variety. It also is a variety that needs very little care. You don't have to be taking out the side shoots and like you do with traditional tomatoes you simply plant them feed them well wash them well and you you get a huge amount of of, um, fruit so if people are interested in hanging baths and window boxes because we're coming into that time of year, pop into the garden centre Saturday and Sunday um, and the, the talks are on throughout the, the two days.
0: Now, speaking of talks, you had a visit from a group from Glenamady. We
1: had indeed and, and I'd say hello to the Glenamady people because I know they're all tuned in this morning. We're all
0: in land, today.
1: Yeah, we had a, we had a great day on, on Wednesday. Um, a great mix. We had the men's shed group and the ladies group mm. came along um, and uh, we, we, it was gr- really, really good. There was a huge diversity of interest both in vegetable growing and in growing flowers and containers. So we put a number of talks on for the group and uh, we recorded a piece as well.
0: Yeah, you were double-jobbing as the well yeah. so, so you had microphone in hand.
1: Microphone and in hand and, and I start by popping onto the bus, keeping okay. them all together, just introducing themselves to myself and obviously to the centre and then we did a number of talks with them as well. Lovely. Let's take a listen. Now, my name is Parik Corkin from Horkins. I'm the guy on the radio.
0: Uh,
1: so look, you're all very welcome to Horkin's Uh, So the format is, we're going to go in and have tea and coffee first, which I'm sure you're dying for a cuppa. So we'll go straight down to the restaurant, down to the Bayleaf restaurant. And then we're going to come out onto the garden centre and we have two talks. So for the men, we have the fruit and the vegetables, that's what I was told. And for the ladies, we're going to have a talk on uh, baskets and colour, what colour to put into your garden, because I know it's been a tough gardening year. So... Uh, we have a lot of ideas for you to put a bit of instant colour back into the garden. Uh, you then have a, an hour to have a walk around the centre. And in the centre we have Meadows and Burns, just as, as you go into the centre. We have Edinburgh Woolen Mills. Um, we have a pet centre. And we have the garden centre itself. So you spend about an hour having, wamblin, rambling around, having a look and, and so on. You then go up to the Museum of Country Life. Anybody been there? It's literally just up the road. and While you're here, it's worth seeing. So if you have any questions, or I'll be around for most of the morning. If there's any questions you have, you know, feel free to ask. Ask plenty of questions during the demos as well. Um, you know, and if you forget something, we'll be around all day anyway to answer any questions. Enjoy the day. That's enjoy. the most important thing. We want you to enjoy it. I'm here with Jerry Davis from the Men's Shed group in Glenamaddy. Jerry, good morning.
2: Good morning. are things?
1: Not too bad. Tell us a little bit about the group, Jerry. Will you? When you started it, and what do what do the men's club do? What kind of activities do you do?
2: Well, the Men's Shed, we the idea formulated about this time last year, and um, we developed it through, through the development company in Glenamaddy, um, a group of us, and we started out with some. Just we started with a number of raised beds there was one of the guys that was involved with us he was an ex-horticulturist a retired guy and uh, that's what we started off with we had our 9 or 10 raised beds last year we had our bits of Little, bit, little bits and pieces of edge. we started late whereas this year we've our raised beds already they're, they're ready now to rock and roll so we're, we'll be planting them in the next week or two um, that carried us through the summer um, as we hit the long nights then we got involved with a couple of guys that were with us where they'd be sort of handymen I suppose as much as anything else and one or two carpenters so we started into making um, bird tables um, we made some we made cribs for the Christmas um, into the after Christmas into the early spring the lads set about um, recreating a miniature cottage which they um, they, they auctioned I don't know was it an auction or, or a raffle that they've they done so that's been carrying through so now at the moment what we're doing is as I said already we have the our raised beds pretty much ready to go now and we're making um, bird tables They're, the bird tables are just over a metre high, they're a good robust thing that can take the winds and the whole lot. So it's enjoyable, we've had this, we've had talks from other groups.
1: Very good, and so from today, what for the raised beds, what are you taking back from, from today's talks?
2: Today's talks for the raised beds, something that I'd, I'd never heard of um, one of the girls there that was doing the flowers I'm glad I hung around for the, the, the flowering part of it was the marigolds and, and the bedding plants put them in around the lettuce and that because I know in, in my own raised bed at home the lettuce my lettuce last year were just ate alive were, probably because I didn't wash them properly but the marigolds will take the slugs away from the lettuce that, that, that's just, just the one little tidbit that comes to mind straight away there was other other bits and pieces regarding the colour and, and say perennials and that we all we all go to, say the, the garden centres. We all go here and there, and we buy the we buy the bedding plants for the the one year, and dig them out and put them back in, put in new again next year. But there's some beautiful perennials there as well. So,
1: and they're they're coming back into vogue. All those cottage garden plants, the lupins and the foxgloves and digitalis. All of those plants are coming back into vogue. I,
2: exactly. I'm 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 not particularly old. I'm not 40 yet, but I remember doing doing a little bit of gardening at home and. When I was just a kid and you were minding your money very well so it was all perennials I would have bought then yeah. and I, I go home now and I see the ones that I planted almost 30 years ago and some of them are still alive still, yeah and it, it's great to be able to go back and see them so hopefully hopefully I'll have my kids give me a hand and when they come back at their in around 40 they'll see some of the plants that they put in and how have you
1: felt that the tour has gone so far have you enjoyed it?
2: I've enjoyed it so far anyway, I've enjoyed it so far, definitely, yeah.
1: And looking forward to the National Museum, you're going to pop up there and have a look at the museum.
2: Yeah, we'll have a look into the museum and, as well in the whole lot, so please God, it'll be as good as the, 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 the past couple of hours
1: anyway. All right, Jerry. thanks a million, thank you. I also caught up with some of the people that were at the talks today to see what they had to say.
0: I
2: thought it was very interesting and I learned quite a lot from it because I, I love gardening. I had a few problems of my own which she answered for me. Um, especially with the fruit trees and diseases I also didn't realize about leaving the sunlight get right into the beds of the plants so I thought it was wonderful very very good very intelligent talk all together, yeah very easy to understand and yeah it's, it's it was a pleasure of being here
1: I thought that the fruit and the vegetables you know it was exceptionally informative all we want is the good weather
2: yeah especially the section on the fruit and veg I particularly found that
0: interesting Yeah, we actually really enjoyed it um, the girls were very helpful and gave us plenty of heat hints and tips for the garden for the summer yes we did a lovely time thank you and um, the talks were very
2: informative and we learned a lot the talk was very interesting yeah. talk and um, learned a lot from it wouldn't mind coming again ah,
0: yes very good very informative um lots of information in it and um, solved a few of our problems
2: yes very good very informative and we'll come back
1: again please god i had no idea that weed would uh, tell you the kind of soil you uh, would have, and indeed I have plenty of weeds in my garden near Glenamady. And,
0: and I've learned an awful lot, so I'm coming back to buy all the nice stuff for my hanging baskets. I can't pronounce all the names, but there's a great variety of colour that I haven't seen before.
2: The talk was very interesting, very educational, and, and uh, mind you, it's amazing the amount of tips I did get from the, from the, uh, the girl behind. I can't think of her name now, but um, it was very good, very enjoyable. Totally enjoyed it. Thank you very much. I thought it was a very good and uh, informative talk and uh, I was especially interested in the herbs. I never could knew anything about them until now and I got a lot of interest in uh, informative words about it and so I'm delighted with it. Yeah, I really enjoyed the talks and the demos and um, we had a great time, you know, and the girls were very informative
0: and we'll really will be back again for sure. you're very welcome back it's 23 minutes past 9 we're tuned to the gardening programme here on Midwest Radio with Porik Horkin in studio uh, and a great group of people there oh, in great response, all yeah. together They're, yeah they really, they really their day. definitely sounded like they did most certainly
1: and if, if there are any other groups if there are any other gardening groups or community groups that would like to come on mm-hmm. a tour to the garden centre um, April is booked out but we have a couple of slots for May so if you want to ring 09490 31435 um, leave the name of the group and uh, we get back to you then during the week and book you in for a, a trip around the garden centre in May. Great stuff. In the museum.
0: Now, just to give you those numbers, if you do have a question for Porik this morning, Kathy is on duty with us today uh, and we're keeping her pretty busy. 0818 3055 if you're calling us. You can text us on 087 with thanks to Brendan and all at CMC Cellular. And our email address is garden at midwestradio.ie and we've actually a couple of questions in yep, on the emails. We're going to just turn to that first, Porik. Um Good morning to Nevin and Bal who's got a couple of questions for you. So first of all, she's wondering about where to plant a shamrock plant. It's in a pot and outside since St Patrick's Day. Oh, very
1: good. Well, remember with shamrock, it's it's in the clover family, and what it likes is impoverished type soil. So, uh, where you're planting it, it'll grow in any part of the garden. Um, so, pick somewhere you know some corner of the garden, maybe close to a, a shrub bed or border. Add in some sand into the soil, so actually impoverish the soil, make the soil poor by adding gravel or sand and make it very free draining, and that's what, what uh, shamrock likes to grow in. So a bright sunny spot, it's frost hardy so you can be planted out of doors. I'd give it a light trimming back as well. Get the scissors, just shear it back before you plant it and uh, remember that it will spread so mm. it will form a clump maybe anything up to 18 inches, 2 feet in diameter over a period of time but a great time to plant shamrock out into the garden. It's obviously one of those little rooted plants that they the listener God, maybe you know, back at St. Patrick's Day and they're ideal they grow for many years
0: great uh, now Neve also has six silver birch in a long lovely. herbaceous border yes. and she's wondering of she's thinking of planting some clematis at the base of the birches yeah would you, you can do that certainly if,
1: if the birch have lower branches branches close to ground level or within a couple of feet of ground level clematis would be a, a, a lovely climber to plant up and there's many many varieties the main thing with, with um, clematis is that you need to prepare the soil very well and be careful when you're digging the the soil around the birch because they're surface rooting. So just be a little bit careful as you're digging. Don't do too much Mm. root damage. You will obviously do a little bit. Now is an excellent time to put clematis into the garden. So add in some uh, organic matter, some farmer manure compost, um, something like sea mongus into the planting hole. And then there's lots of clematis varieties available at the moment. If you want something, the Vichichelli Ficcicelli varieties are very easy to grow. That's
0: very Italian.
1: And uh, they are actually an (laughs) Italian range of plants and they don't grow too tall, about eight or nine feet, which would be ideal on... on silver birch would be perfect um, so a really good time to plant them spread out the branches when you're planting them get them hooked onto the lower branches first and then once the, the uh, Clematis gets a feel for the silver birch it will actually wrap itself around it and scramble up through okay. Dr. Rupel is a lovely variety Jack Eye. there's lots of really good varieties that can be planted at this time of year or any of the Vichicelli varieties
0: Lovely. And the final question from neve relates to a small pot of pot of Narcissi bridal crown. Uh, where and how can she plant them out? They're still in flower at the moment. Yeah, well, if
1: they're in pots or containers, you, you know, well, maybe enjoy them for another week or two. Mm. They'll soon be going out of bloom. And uh, this is the time, as I said last week, to plant out daffodils or narcissi or any bulbs that you've got in containers it's a really good time to start putting them out into the garden Mm -hmm. now or if again if your daffodils are going over out of flower it's also the time of year to divide lift and divide and separate daffodils at this time of, of year good time to feed them because you're building them up for next year so put on a liquid one feed about every two weeks right through uh, May as the plant is growing and dying back as you're putting energy back into the bulb for next year so a really good time to put them out into the garden remember to feed them um, and take off the old flowers once they've faded and that's really all you need to do and they'll bloom in that spot next year they'll actually be lovely around the silver birch again
0: Okay. Because yes. the Clematis yeah. will
1: flower, flower predominantly late spring, summer period, but you'd have the Narcissi in bloom anytime from February onwards.
0: Perfect. Okay, good luck with that, Neve. Lots of, lots of gardening tasks yeah, now to do for the, for the rest of the week. Now, here's an interesting one, I It starts off, please help in a big capital letters. Okay. <laughs> so it's a shout out. Scared stiff for my carrots. They always look good on top but underground they're always distorted and attacked. They're trying hard for success just once and this person signs off as being hopeful.
1: All right. Well, <laughs> a couple of tips with carrots. First of all, don't sow the seed too early. It's too cold at the moment for carrots. They can be very erratic in the in the seed germination when you get cool temperatures like we're having at the moment. And mm. I think we were chatting that we, there was frost this morning.
0: I had to, I had to well, go back in and get a drop of hot water from yeah. my windscreen. No, I was so, why very early, all right, but... Yeah. But it's
1: still too early mm. to... Things like carrots are very sensitive mm. to, to temperatures. so really leave the, the sowing of the carrots for another two to three weeks. They're like a free-draining soil, free of stone, and don't use any organic matter. I was actually chatting to one of the Glenamaddy uh, chaps and he was mm. saying to me that he had the same problem with, with carrots forking. Forking, right. And that's and all that he was doing wrong was using plenty of organic matter and then sowing the carrot seed on, into the soil. And, of course, any organic matter, farming manure or any fresh compost, will cause, it'll scorch the tip of the root of the carrot and cause it to fork. So ideally carrot should be grown in ground that's where you grew potatoes last year. So put in plenty of organic matter for the potatoes and the following year that's where to sow the carrot plants or else use a granulated feed. Like, something like Vitex Q4 would be ideal to use when sowing carrot seed. So leave it for another two Two weeks ideally add some sand or some compost through the soil to, to loosen it up and make it easier for the carrots to actually form the root properly uh, remove any large stones and don't use organic matter use a granulated feed like the vitex q4 and you should have great success with carrots they also do well very very well in in tubs and containers if you had a large tub maybe 18 inches two feet mm. deep fill it with regular compost and sow some seed into it as well and you get some early carrots coming through Okay, lovely.
0: Now, somebody has grown plants from seed... Uh, and they took uh, from a granny's bonnet plant. Oh yeah, lovely. So now these plants are about three inches high, Great. and they're wondering, Porek, should the listener transfer them into individual pots now? Yeah,
1: no. Granny's bonnet is Aquilegia, a lovely plant. It's got, those, it's an old cottage cottage okay. garden plant. You'll know it. You know yeah. it if you okay. saw it. It's got little nodding heads of flower, like an old granny's bonnet. Bonnet, all right. um, Aquilegia, really, really nice plant. It's a perennial. Mm-hmm. It's a cottage garden plant, and okay. um, so it comes into flower the early varieties are actually just coming into flower now and it flowers through May and parts of June and there are lots of different varieties. It's a great plant to actually collect seed which obviously the listener has done here and it'll be interesting the colours. You get a whole mixture of colours when you take seed from, from your own garden plants. The fact that they're three inches high they're absolutely perfect for perfect for transplanting into individual pots or trays. You could get a large tray, fill it with compost and space the young plants about two inches apart in the tray and let them grow on. Right. Plant them out of out doors then out into the garden anytime time from the middle of June onwards and they'll come into bloom this time next year. So any of the perennials that you sow from seed, the first year is about getting the plant growing nice and healthy, plenty of young green leaves to flower the following spring. And once you have them, they flower every year after that. They'll often self-seed as well. Right. Aquilegia. You'll see little young plants popping up in the garden that you never intended. Okay. So it's one of those plants that can actually self-seed itself around the garden. But a lovely old cottage garden plant and they come in a whole mixture of different varieties and heights and colours Colours. and so on. Okay, so lots, lots of variety. We're seeing actually a real trend back to... The, traditional uh, the cottage, stuff, yeah. the lupins, the equilegias, mm. delphiniums, foxgloves—all of those peony roses. There's a real swing back, and I think Jerry, actually from the Glenamaddy group, mentioned he he remembers planting perennials when he was a child, right? And going back home now, you know, twenty and, years and later, and they're still there. And they're still there. They're still isn't that flowering? lovely, isn't it? Fantastic. Yeah,
0: I suppose it's probably a little bit indicative of. Uh, maybe society in the wider sense of how we're looking at things overall yeah. at the moment um, and I suppose there is kind of a harking back to heritage heritage I think and heritage traditional, and, traditional yeah. and maybe just getting a better sense of of who we are and where but, we're but at. But they are also
1: fantastic plants in that they give great value in you know once you plant them things like those Aquilegias mm. will last for many many years or lupins or those perennial plants the peony rose that we had remember last year with the 52 yes, blooms Yes I do. You know it was, yeah. it was how many years old and it's giving value year after year so perennials are a really good choice And it's a good time of year to plant them. Okay.
0: Lovely. Uh, now, and speaking of planting, here's somebody who's been up early this morning. They dug up some old dahlia bulbs by accident already right, okay. this morning. Lots of green buds on the bulbs, Good. and they're o- they're wondering: are they okay to divide, or is it a bit too late in the season? No, no,
1: you can you can actually split them. Um, the dahlia forms a tuber, very very similar to a, to a potato tuber. And uh, yes, at this time of year, um, it's great that they've come through the winter, they've survived well. They can be a little bit frost sensitive. So what I would do with the tubers is just split them now with a sharp knife. Take a couple of shoots, green shoots a little bit of the tuber, pot them up into small pots, put them into your greenhouse or sit them on a windowsill for a couple of weeks and then plant them out of doors around the end of May, the first week of June and they'll give you fantastic results and you're going to double your, the amount of colour you'll get this year by dividing them. Lovely. It's still actually a good time to plant dahlia bulbs if, again, if listeners have purchased them maybe a couple of weeks back and Mm. haven't planted planted them at this time of year, start them off indoors now in pots or containers and they'll come into bloom July and will again give really good colour, a bit like the cottage garden plants They kind of fit into that category of cut flower. So daily's value for money and colour, they're really worth putting into the garden as kind of fillers. Lovely. Uh,
0: now, there's a couple of questions regarding those little yellow uh, he- weedy things that yeah, we're seeing yeah. in the garden at the moment. They're flowering everywhere, My actually, goodness, the they suddenly have gone from a zero to hero with regards to the amount of them that are out there. Yeah. Yellow dandelions, lots of problems. They're in gravel, they're in gardens, they're in lawns. <clears throat> well, what are we going to do with them?
1: Well, if uh, for lawns, obviously there's a couple of different yep. treatments for them and, and obviously be, just be careful what, what you put on. But for lawns, um, the, the trick is really you can get a specific dandelion weed killer Um, I think I mentioned it a couple of weeks back again. Uh, The the key really with with lawns and lawn weeds in general is, my advice really is to feed the lawn first of all. So if you're putting on your Osmo moss remover, there's a feed in that, which will actually encourage the weeds to grow. And you're getting them nice and soft and, and more susceptible to a treatment. Don't cut the lawn for at least a week to 10 days after putting on the feed. So you're getting the weeds nice and soft, then apply the dandelion weed killer on a dry day. Leave for it the, the lawn alone for about another two to three days and then mow the grass and that's giving sufficient time for the treatment to actually work. So on lawns, for daisies, dandelions, buttercups, all the, the uh, broadleaf weeds, the dandelion and daisy lawn weed killer would be perfect, but I would feed the lawn first and actually this sort of weather is ideal for getting fertiliser on. Right. Um, whether on pathways and yeah. driveways, then I would use, what really what you want to do there is kill the weeds, but also prevent new weed growth, new weeds germinating. So on pathways, driveways, paving areas, um, areas where you don't want weeds growing for the full season, make up a mixture of weed-free 360 and pre or 57 and just mix the two together and apply them in one application. The Weed-Free 360 kills the broadleaf weeds that you want to kill, and the pre stops any weeds growing for the rest of the season. So the two of those should be applied. Now make sure that you don't put them on your lawn. Right. right? So, they're, so Weed-Free 360 and pre are specifically for okay. gravel pathways, driveways, paving areas, non-crop or non-growing areas. Where it's a lawn treatment, make sure it says that on the pack. So it should be okay. dandelion and daisy lawn treatment.
0: <laughs> okay. We don't want we don't want you to lose your lawn no. along with the. I think I
1: saw a question actually coming in there today yeah. on on somebody that's damaged a lawn. Well, Isn't actually, just right?
0: I was just about to come to that right. now. Yeah. So so it kind of the antithesis of what we're just talking about there. Um, they had weeds between the garden path and the grass, which okay. you know, a, a lot of people have, have yeah. that area. Um, and they sprayed it. Don't tell us exactly what they sprayed it with now, but the grass has gone yellow right. and it seems to be dead. So obviously the spray kind of Drifted. traversed over. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Is there anything they can do to get it back? Well, and I
1: think it's it's a it's a it's a good I won't say a good lesson, but it's a good message um, to be very careful when applying weed killers because any wind, the wind will mm-hmm. pick up. I mean, when you're particularly putting them on with a, a sprayer, it's very fine droplets, and any little bit of wind at all will carry them onto, of course. So just be very careful with that. Um, I if if the listener has used something like Roundup or Weed Free 360, anything containing glyphosate. Um, which is the, the active ingredient in the Roundup type treatments. Right. Um, w- the way they work is they kill the foliage. So whatever foliage it lands on, in this case, the lawn, the the, the lawn absorbs, the, the grass absorbs the weed killer and it kills the root. Mm. But it doesn't contaminate the soil. So, and that's good news because mm. the listener can simply reseed that area. So what I would do with the lawnmower is cut that area quite tightly with the lawnmower, right down to within kind of an inch, half an inch of, of soil level and then apply... A treatment of patch magic, which is a lawn treatment with lawn seed, lawn fertilizer and soil mixed together. So you can buy it in a small tin, you simply shake it onto the area that's been damaged, the seed will germinate and the fertilizer will get the seed germinating quicker mm. and it'll repair that area. So as long as it's not a residual weed killer, one of those, something like hydrol or path weed killer, you know, something like path clear. Yes. If If it's that case, then the soil has been contaminated and you'd need to redo, take out some mm. of the soil. But I'm guessing <clears throat> that they've used a glyphosate or Roundup type ma- material. Mm-hmm. And if so, just cut the lawn tightly in the damaged area and put on your patch magic and within two weeks, it'll. you'll see the new seed germinating. There's no need to rake it in. You simply just sprinkle right. it onto the area and hey, presto, It'll repair that area. Okay, great. Stuff. But do as a word of warning, just be careful with weak hitters. Okay.
0: We're going to take another quick little break. Um still lots more to come and I see one or two more on the email as well. So we'll come to those directly after these. <laughs> You're very welcome back. Now, uh, first of all, before we go back to the questions, Porik, um, we have a text in from uh, your Glen and Maddy group. Yeah, and Yeah, so they just wanted to say uh, a big thank you to yourself and to Viv and to all at Horkins Super Lifestyle and Garden Centre for a wonderful day on Wednesday. Great feedback and we hope to visit you again soon on an ongoing basis. Thanks so much from Glen and Maddy Community Development Company, Men's Shed and Women's Wellness Project. And they're all listening to the programme with interest. So good morning, everybody. <laughs> well, Good
1: morning and thank you for that. Excellent. Thank you. We enjoyed it as well. Good, 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 good. Right,
0: we have another question just in on the email. Good morning to Paula. Now, Paula has a laurel hedge which she planted bare root in October just gone by and it seems to be doing good considering the weather. Um, She tells us, though, that she's just wondering if she can put pre-Maser 57 to the back and front and in between the plants, not near the base to stop weeds coming up as it's a long driveway hedge and quite a long way to weed every time. Plants should be established and that's why she's wondering, uh, yeah. it's, it, it, she's a bit wary about the whole thing. Yeah.
1: Well, Premaser, first of all, to explain what Premaser 57 mm-hmm. is, it's a residual weed killer, which means once you apply it, it stays in the top inch, inch and a half of the soil. Any weed seeds that come in contact with that, absorb it and die away. So it's used to prevent weeds from growing in shrub beds, rose beds, fruit borders, underneath hedges. The fact that it's laurel, and the fact that it's planted now six months, I would go ahead and use the Premaser, but use it lightly. So, um, an application of pre-maser just mix it with water apply it at the base of the the hedge out from the stems about a foot out from the stems front and back and that'll prevent weeds for the rest of the year the other thing that should be done is that 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 hedge needs feeding now Mm. and laurels in particular, um, they're actually quite hungry, they haven't kicked into growth yet, they're very pale in colour and for for both young newly planted um, laurels and established laurels need a bit of nourishment now. So something like the Osmol Pro 6 would be ideal to apply as well just to encourage them. The other tip I'd say is for newly planted uh, laurels is to tip them back, take the top four or five inches off the top of the plant. Okay.
0: That's it. Great. Now, there's also just one other yeah. uh, element to her question. Um, regarding a weed killer that you can put directly on scrub and beds that will kill the grasses coming up through uh, Sh- but won't shrubs. harm them.
1: Yeah, Yeah. where you've grass growing, grass growing and only grass growing through shrub beds or say heather beds or ground covering plants and you only want to kill the grass mm-hmm. but not damage the shrubs, you use the fusillade late and just Fuselade. to mix that with water and apply it on today. So it's a grass it's a grass weed killer. killer. It won't kill anything else but grass. Okay. So it's very handy where you've got grass growing up through plants that you just... That you don't know. want to be weeding all exactly. the Exactly.
0: Yeah, perfect. Uh, now, rooster potatoes, pork. somebody's wondering, is it a bit on the difficult side to get rooster seed potatoes at it's the moment? It's difficult
1: to get seed potatoes full stop. Right. I mean, they, they, seed potatoes normally come on sale in February and I don't, I can't understand where people have put all the seed potatoes that have been purchased <laughs> over the last couple of, is of months. Is there a
0: seed potato black somewhere
1: there are and, and, and for listeners that haven't got their hands on seed potatoes get out to your local garden centres now because I'd say that within another five or six days all seed is going to be gone yes. and they're really scarce this year the price of potatoes in the shops is rocketing mm. uh, has doubled and so I think there's a real awareness from from and maybe that's where the demand has come from. People are just looking at the price of potatoes in their local shops and thinking about going back to growing some themselves. But certainly, um, I know you know from from Horkinsend where we're down to our last uh, last batch. Bag. Yeah, well, well, there's a couple of bags in a <laughs> not it, quite yet. Yeah, uh, compared to this time last year, with right. really lots of seed and just seed in general has been. I suppose it's it's also an indication of the the summer we've gone through. Seed was very scarce this year, um, so I'm not surprised you can't get rooster, but there are some varieties still available but certainly within a week I think sea potatoes will be the, the plant, they'll be, be, be like just gold gone.
0: dust, that'd will be they? Like, well, like, hens actually, tea, gold they
1: dust say. has gone down. I yeah. think in price
0: at the moment. So I better not use that analogy. <laughs> and potatoes are going on, right? Okay, mm. there you go. Uh, now somebody has a greenhouse which they've cleared. They're wondering, would you give them a little bit of advice, please, on some salad plants and suitable vegetables? Okay,
1: well, great time to actually start. Um, first of all, the, one of the tips I'd, I'd say, once you clean your glasshouse so or polytunnel, a little tip is to put in one of the uh, fumers, the little smoke fumers, and mm-hmm. um, do that maybe this evening or tomorrow evening, just light the little canister, uh, allow it to secrete its its smoke um, in the evening time. That'll get rid of any pests that you may have in the glass house before you put any any crops. Uh, But certainly things like all the the, um, salad uh, plants are available now the lettuce all the various varieties little gem is an excellent variety la rossa is a lovely one butterhead will do very well in, in a greenhouse all the tomato plants are available again the tumblers we talked at the top of the programme uh, sweet 100 tomatoes in general um, now is the time to be getting them into the greenhouse cucumbers will do very well melons will do very well and um, Any of the salad crops really deteriorate. I even mentioned the, you know, if you have some potatoes, you could actually start just a couple of tubs of potatoes to have them early. The carrots we mentioned earlier, again, if you want to do them up in in troughs or, Mm. or tubs, you really use the greenhouse to get an early start in the gardening year and I would always use the plant in the greenhouse but also plant out of, of doors as well. And you're using the glasshouse really to give you a, a jump sunshine. Exactly. And you, you're about a month ahead of anything that's planted out of doors. So really use it for that. At this time of year you can also use the greenhouse for planting up your hanging baskets and containers. Mm. Perfect. Do them up. That's what mm. I'll be at over the week myself. Stick them in the greenhouse because it brings them on and it keeps them protected from the frost. And the other tip with the greenhouse is to use it for seed sowing. Okay. so sowing herbs vegetables um, any of your flowering plants your bedding plants can still be sown from seed now and the greenhouse again gives them that jump start so really use it for again little and often in the mm-hmm. greenhouse don't plant too much of any one thing because then you'll have you'll have mountains cab- it's correct. like having the cabbage yeah. every day yeah. for a month generally the bigger plants like um, marrows avoid keeping certainly you can keep them in the greenhouse for the first couple of weeks this time of year but as we get into late may and june plant them out of doors because they need lots of space so really just use it to kickstart plants get them off going quick maturing plants like the salad crops are ideal tomatoes cucumbers melons they just love the glasses and will do very well for you and you're hanging basket containers hang them up on the greenhouse inside in the greenhouse up off the ground so they're not taking up valuable space but you're bringing on the color early okay
0: just what we were talking about um the shamrock plants earlier on somebody um is wondering are they still available
1: for purchase shamrock no, no, no. but the seed is the seed you can is. buy the seed and okay. actually the time for sowing shamrock seed is any time from May right through to August right. is the time that's to that's sow that's shamrock true. seed for shamrock the following year
0: because yeah. this person is, is also wondering a silly question well probably one we can't answer but I would suggest go to Revenue and Customs for this answer they're wondering would they have a problem at the airport if they were bringing it to the UK
1: well, not the seed. Not the seed. You'll have no problem with okay, the seed whatsoever. Okay, there you whatsoever. go. Now we did answer the and, question. And generally, at, at, um, and I, I'm not sure what the actual mm. uh, legal point in bringing in Yeah, you in might want to just check, check with them. That out.
0: With, with, um, yeah. but,
1: but one of the suppliers sell uh, shamrock in, in February, January, February, little plants without soil. It's growing in a gel Oh.
0: Right. oh. with the
1: intention that it could be sent abroad. Now, mm. you know, can you still can you still bring it into the US? US and, and so on, I'm not sure. But the seed, you certainly can. You can post the seed
0: they can the seeds, stick, right. and, and
1: it's a perfect time for sowing the seed of Shamrock for next year. You'll okay. have beautiful plants yeah. by next February and March.
0: Of course, bringing it's the the live plants is it's an issue with regards the to soil. any pests that might be Pest, diseases. In, yeah. And, 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 whereas seed that isn't really associated you know, it's not with a just problem. bringing seeds.
1: And you can stick the seed in, in a, an envelope and whack it away.
0: Okay, great. Um, now, somebody, I know we have talked about uh, the carrot fly. Um, somebody's wondering, can they put down super nemos to kill cabbage fly?
1: Oh, you can. Super Nemo's are, um, I think we featured them last week. Super Nemo's are the, are the living organism that attacks carrot root fly, cabbage root fly, uh, leather jackets, generally soil-borne pests. It's very good. The, 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 the key ingredient with Super Nemo's is that you don't use them until the soil temperature is above 15 degrees and it's too cold at the moment where, you know, right down to oh, grass roots yeah. Uh, at night time so it's too early but the answer is yes and normally uh, cabbage root fly isn't a problem till about the middle of May uh, early June what you might be experiencing on vegetables is a leather jacket damage and there's a lot of leather jackets around
0: Yeah see somebody else here with it in their lawn where they've got lots of spots of grass gone
1: Right well if if you've got leather jackets in the lawn then use a a, a treatment called clinch clinch C-L-I-N-C-H mix it in, water, in the washing can, apply it and that will kill the leather jackets very quickly because they mm. will. They eat the roots of ca- of grass, or they'll eat the roots of cabbage plants at this time of year. So it's a little early for the root fly but certainly leather jackets Sorry. are around the moment. Leave the Super Nemo's until May and, and we give them a good feature in May mm. and promote okay. them and tell people when the right time to use them. Um, so it's a, a tad early just yet um, but they're very effective and a lot of the growers are actually have gone over to the Super Nemo treatments for soil borne pests, fine weevil, leather jackets, those sort of um, grubby, uh, root-destroying pests, and they find them very effective once the temperature gets above that magic 15 degrees. Okay, well we're all waiting for that. Yeah, but the clinch, the listener will find very effective on leather jackets in the 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 lawn. lawn. It'll kill them within a couple of days. Okay.
0: Um, Now, Mm. uh, somebody, Danny and Bal, good morning. You're wondering about starting sunflowers. Can they start sunflowers now?
1: Oh yeah, and a great time to sow the seed of sunflower. Sow them indoors. Um, because they are frost sensitive so simple tray or a pot and uh, the seed is actually quite large so it's great for children to put the seed in okay. so a simple container mm. make sure there's drainage in the bottom of the container uh, fill it up with a good quality compost stick the seed in light covering of compost over the top make sure the compost is moist but not too wet cover the container then with a little bit of cling film and sit it on a bright sunny windowsill leave it for about 10 days and you'll see the young Uh, sunflower seed germinating and you can put it maybe in a a 6 inch pot you can put anything up to 10 or 15 maybe 20 seed into the one pot once they're about 3 or 4 inches high transplant them into smaller pots And again keep them on the windowsill or in the greenhouse and plant them out of doors once the risk of frost has passed which is about the end of may the first week of june nice bright sunny location the beauty with the sunflowers they're not just fantastic colors and you can get them in a whole range Mm. of different heights but they're great for the wild birds then in the autumn if you allow the flowers to set their seed and leave them alone in september and october november the birds will actually come and feed on the flowers Uh, through the winter period so it's a great way of A, it's interesting it's great for kids because they grow so fast The kids are just amazed how quickly they're leaping out of the pots. And uh, then in the autumn, you've got the whole attraction of the birds and the wildlife coming into the garden.
0: Well, I have friends, uh, I've I've told you this before or not, um, that they had um, a bird table out and they were feeding the birds over a period of time. And then uh, either last year or the previous year, uh, the next thing was there was uh, all of these sunflowers started appearing on the base of (laughs) their hedge and they couldn't figure out from Adam where these sunflowers came out of, and then after a kind of a lot of deducting and talking about it, it seems that the sunflower seeds from the bird table yep. got spread along by the birds I along was, the exactly. hedge because they they birds were picking the sunflower seeds, gone underneath the hedge to have a little nibble or whatever, and. They the next thing is twelve months later whatever was left over had gone down and then ne- and and these are gorgeous sunflowers. Oh yeah. Well that's when yeah. you
1: when you buy uh, so wild really bird beautiful. seed. Yeah, the, you you get the, you can buy mm. actually sunflower seed to birds. I feed think that's the what they were
0: you know, there was that, that mixture yeah. of seed or whatever. They're high in protein. Yeah, but the next thing is they had sunflowers on oh yeah. Well all obviously all all
1: the birds were taking the seed yeah. and sowing, sowing them, yeah. them and yeah. storing them. Okay. That's what they were at. Yeah. Because once they eat them, they'll have, it, they'll have out the actual seed itself. Yeah. It's not like a nut with the seed inside. So they're actually eating the seed of the sunflower, but so they're they were obviously s- it. that's what they're at. Interesting, isn't it?
0: And and really, they're buried at all the way along the Oh edge, yeah, and yeah. they're so
1: easy to yeah. sow. I mean, they're great for for children. A yeah. pack of seed will only cost you a couple of euro. You get thirty or forty seed yeah. in a pack and uh, they're a variety of colour then through the summer but they're lovely then in the autumn with the, uh, when with you, the big when heads the, and the, the yeah. birds can come and feed on the actual yeah. seed that they set yeah,
0: they're one of my favourite great favorite for flowers. bees as well
1: yeah, they're just, good plant for they're bees so,
0: they're so happy looking um, somebody's wondering is it the right time to set gold crest trees what's a gold, yeah, crest well,
1: gold tree well gold crest, and, and be careful be careful with this plant in that okay. it's a lovely looking plant as a juvenile right, right. But, <laughs> yeah, but it grows doesn't it it grows and it's grows in, yeah it's in the maximum. Uh, Macrocarpa family, goldcrest. You'd often see lovely small little golden conifers for sale outside shops and, and florists and so on. And that's, go, that's uh, Macrocarpa goldcrest, a very vigorous plant. I mean, that thing can grow two feet a year, it can grow 50 feet in height. Um, I've often seen them planted on graves. 50
0: feet in height?
1: 50 feet in height. Feet in height. I've often seen them planted on graves. graves because they look lovely when they're small right. and they're very attractive they don't take to trimming very well they don't, they're don't. they not like you know Lelandia will take a certain amount of trimming but Marco Carpa goldcrest now it's a beautiful plant yes. and in the right location and if, it has a nice conical shape but do remember it is a very vigorous conifer and it doesn't it dislikes heavy pruning so it's not a plant that you can kind of keep cutting back all the time so just be careful where you plant it if it's a short term thing you just want a little bit of colour for a couple of years with the intention of moving it on then that's fine but just be careful where you put that plant because it can very quickly get very big and uh, become a nuisance more than anything else. Um, but th- I think the question was, can you plant them at this time of year? Yes, that, that really was the question. Yeah. Not, yeah, not, uh,
0: not as to whether you thought it was a good idea about yes. it.
1: Yes, yeah. uh, the the answer is yes, you can. It's okay. a good time, and it's actually okay. a great time for planting in general. The soil conditions. I was planting some vegetables um, one of the evenings during the week there, um, and the soil conditions are ideal for planting. There's plenty of moisture there. So if listeners are thinking about it in trees and shrubs or hedging, yes. you know, don't be put off with the weather. The weather is actually very good. These cooler temperatures suit the planting of plants.
0: Okay. Uh, is it too late to say why, Thorn?
1: It's well. White thorn has, has broken leaf. It's actually coming into leaf. If you've got the plants, I'd get them into the ground. Um, you know, if if there's a lot of foliage on them, then you may you will have some losses. It's kind of at that tipping point. Normally, I would have said yes. It's mm-hmm. too late because the season is late itself. Uh, the bare root season has been extended this year. So if if you've got plants and you need to plant them, then my advice is yes, go and plant them today. You might have some fatalities, but not too many. Um, but I'd get them in straight away over this weekend. Uh, it is getting too late.
0: A listener is wondering what kind of a vegetable is a yam, and can the seed be got?
1: The yam is the is the sweet, sweet potato, potato. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah right there. I and mean, I think we featured a couple of weeks back. Yeah, I think it's,
0: even was it last week we were talking
1: about sweet potatoes. It could have been, but yeah. it's, certainly it's um the yam or the sweet potato is
0: not like potatoes.
1: It's not like potato, even though it looks like a rooster potato, like a big rooster potato. Mm. And the way to to plant it, first of all, it needs a very warm climate to grow in, so it does very well in say a greenhouse or a tunnel or a very warm sunny location in a garden. You actually the The easiest way to to grow it is to buy a yam, buy a a sweet potato, an organic one preferably because you'll know it hasn't been treated with any chemicals. Stick it on a bright windowsill, stick it in a tray with a little bit of water on a bright windowsill and like a traditional potato it'll produce sprouts or like a dahlia it'll produce a number of sprouts and then you can simply divide up the sweet potato into a couple of pieces, plant it into compost and let it grow and it's the root of the sweet potato that you eat in the autumn period. But it does need a very warm climate. I would grow it in a tunnel or a greenhouse, to be honest. Out of doors, you'd need need a very, very good summer for it to do well. It is also frost sensitive, so don't plant it out too early. So it's more a novelty item. um, And if we get a good summer, of course we're going to get a good summer. Yes, we are. There's no, que- it. no
0: question about that. It's at grow, it, grow and it it's, it's not from,
1: so, from from seed as such, it's mm. sown from the actual tuber itself.
0: Okay. Just uh, But a
1: novelty item rather than a uh, productive. Then, right,
0: we're not going to be having it every no, day of the week, we're not yeah. Be it's it
1: not, for the winter. it's <laughs> not going to substitute <laughs> cabbages. <laughs> no, it's not, no, no, um, but a nice novelty.
0: Just we're, What was the name of the last plant that grows 50 feet? Goldcrest trees. Macrocarpa Goldcrest,
1: yep. Goldcrest. Okay. If it's Marcocarpa Goldcrest, that's a very tall fast growing um, okay. conifer
0: and uh, just as we're wrapping up because oh, sadly time is against us now somebody tells us great show about the shamrock going to the US I've sent yeah. it every year to New York for St. Patrick's Day the roots are in gel and it's allowed from a Westport listener there thank you, you very there, there, much there, there, indeed
1: so look for that and it's actually an Irish grower that grows that um I think it's right down around Kilkenny. He okay. grows them every year uh, and has done for many, many years. Living Shamrock, I think it's sold as, but you won't get it at this time of year. It'll, it'll come into the shops in January, February. That's sort very of give But give, start, start sowing some seed yourself yeah. this time of year. So uh, geraniums,
0: geraniums over the weekend. Remember the
1: Emily, Emily geranium, pop into the garden centre in Westport, Castlebar, or in Ordmore in Galway. Ask for one of the free Emily geraniums. We're giving them away, supporting the growers uh, this week. It's just a small gesture from Hawkins. And it's a beautiful plant as well. It's yep. one I'd highly recommend.
0: And you've got hanging baskets as well. With we a
1: hanging basket weekend this Saturday and Sunday, kicking off today at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, yeah. And again at three o'clock. And on Saturday, then it's On at, Sunday. Uh, on Sunday, it's at two and four, isn't that right? <laughs> that's it.
0: That's it. <laughs> Time. So the demos are on. Okay, Porik, listen, thank you very much Thanks, indeed. And we'll be doing it all over again next week. Stand by, news on the way.